we are going to talk about some boxing here. You don't want to miss it. Keep it locked. We are coming back in a couple minutes. Matter of fact, I lied. Trick or treat, okay? Um, April Fool's Day. <laughs> Listen, man, I thought today was April Fool's Day, bro. I am way off on the calendar, bro. I am like a whole month off, okay? Listen, man, my birthday's next month. You know, you got the Garcia and Tank fight, so I'm thinking April's, you know, this month. Listen, it's a whole conflict of interest in my brain right now. But guess what? Let's talk about it right now before we actually do go to have time. And listen, we had two press conferences, you know, back to back. Okay, so there's a lot of things to take away from the Javante Davis and Ryan Garcia presses. So without further ado, let's give that big takeaway. What is our biggest takeaway from the two press conferences of Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis? And um, Zay, if you want to start us off, by all means. Javante Davis is way too comfortable. Uh, the brother showed up two hours late to the damn press conference initially. Um, I know he's trying to show out Ryan Garcia. He's trying to just prove like he's just this big bully. He's a dog. He's he's the guy. He's the main attraction of boxing. And, you know, he's trying to show up Ryan Garcia, who looked very timid. This is a man, Ryan Garcia, who talks a lot. He talks a lot of trash. He talks down to his opponents, actually, literally, physically, and figuratively. He doesn't. He's not a guy who's humble, who has been showing his humbleness throughout these press conferences, which I'm surprised at. He's talking about, yeah, that's not what champions do. That's not what champions are. And I'm just looking at it. I'm like, who is this guy? Who is this kid? This is not the same kid that was calling out Haney, calling out Loma, calling out Pacquiao at one point, calling out Javante Davis' entire career. Like, this is not the kid who was who was all bolster and all, all like, shoulders and talking, like, arrogant. The, the arrogance went away when he went and stepped in front of Javante Davis. And it was kind of weird. It looked shaky. But Javante Davis is acting ridiculous, reckless even. I think he's looking past um, Ryan Garcia. I think he's looking at Devin Haney right now. He's looking at Lomachenko. I think he's looking beyond him. Um, you know, I think there was a a, a tweet that went that went out that said, um, pending the results of of Ryan Garcia and Javante Davis, Devin Haney is the next fight. They they're gonna uh, combine belts. Oh, the winner of Haney and Lomachenko, I believe. I believe that fight got announced and confirmed. But the winner of the of the of the results or whatever, they're gonna combine the belts and unify. So they're already looking ahead. And I think Javante Davis is already looking ahead. And I think that's that's the scary part. And um, it's it's like you, you never look past your opponent. And I understand Davis has yet to need to, you know, really be worried or anything like that. But just, now you're fighting the cream of the crop. Now you're fighting the guys who are the most watched, the most marketable, the, the ones that are, that are knocking guys out left and right, the champions. You can feel like you're the best all you want. That doesn't mean you look past guys. You know, uh, Ryan Garcia, despite what I said about him, he doesn't have defense. The man got hands. He's quick. He's fast. All it takes is one punch to knock a kid out. All it takes is a combo to, to really throw you off guard. And I think Javante David needs to focus and lock in because being two hours late to that first press conference was a horrible look. And then the second press conference, still, just still like he's doing whatever he wants. He's comfortable up there. And he's too comfortable. I just think he's, he's um, uh, you put what's the what's the saying? Too much dip on your chip. That's exactly what Javante Davis got right now. He's just too cool for school. I just need him to, to you know humble himself down a little bit. Just focus on the mission at hand. Don't look ahead. Don't look too far. Just you know stay in the present. I just you know that's why that's what I've seen at least from body language from Javante Davis. I must confess something here, and and I'm gonna let you go second here. I gotta confess this before, right? Because um, I'm pretty sure my pastor won't like me lying on the show, right? So you remember when I said that, um, you know, I thought it was April. That was a flat out lie. I lied to the American people. I must apologize. The reality is, you know, we were supposed to go to halftime. I had a designated clip that was not ready yet. So 
It's like going to a restaurant, you got a hungry customer and the food is not ready. Like it's heating in the oven. So right now that clip is heating in the oven. So that's why we're on this topic right now. But carry on, Anthony. The mic is yours. Um, I, I don't have a problem with it. Not at all. Um, so you just you just finished saying how Ryan goes he does his opponents. So now you got it, you know what I'm saying? Like, listen, this is you know, this is this is Mayweather 2.0, not from the sense of you know, just uh, fighting styles and whatnot, but just this is from the Mayweather camp as far as the promotion out, you know, before before we even get to the fight. Mayweather is one of the best promoters ever. He that that man knows how to sell a fight. This is tank selling the fight, and on top of that, it, I'm better than you, and I'm about to show you that I'm better than you. And it's a straight disrespect for you because when I get in that ring, I'm going to straight disrespect you and I'm knocking you out straight like that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, A lot to unpack there. You know, before I dive into, you know, you know, the disagreement there, I would say this. Right. When you reflect on both press conferences, I think the first one, I didn't really take a lot away other than the fact that they both was nervous. And a lot of people think that Tank been on the stage before. That's actually not correct. Like, Ryan Garcia is the best fighter he fought. You know, um, so even though he is a pay-per-view jaw, even though he can sell out arenas, a fight of this magnitude is different. And likewise with Ryan Garcia. So I saw a lot of nervous energy. That's just my observation from the first fight on both sides. Um, Excuse me, press conference on both sides. But this second one, I actually thought Ryan Garcia won the press conference in the second one. I'm not even going to lie. There was a verbal matchup going on. Um, Tank Davis said something about how Ryan Garcia looked like he was on heels. And Ryan Garcia clapped back and said, well, you wore a purse, you know, the day before. And Tank said, yeah, I got one now. I'm just like, is that a good thing? You know, like he won. Like, what you doing with a purse? You know what I'm saying? It's almost fa fashion week ain't over yet. He, he extended it. You know, exactly. So I thought in that verbal matchup, Ryan Garcia had the better day. Like, I felt like Ryan Garcia won the second press conference. And, you know, that's why I took away from that. But I also took away this. And this is going to spark some debate here. And I do have a question to follow up after my lap here. I think I picked up nervous energy from Oscar De La Hoya. And a lot of it probably has to do with the return on investment when it comes to Ryan Garcia, remember Ryan Garcia is a young fighter, um, still has a lot of ways to go. But if he gets chin in this fight, who's losing the money? Oscar De La Hoya. So I also saw some um nervous energy, but it goes beyond that. This fight is at a catch weight, one thirty five, I believe, is at a catch weight, right? And I'm saying to myself, hmm, Oscar De La Hoya has some experiences. You know, shedding weight when he fought B-Hop, where he fought uh, Manny Pacquiao, which Manny Pacquiao destroyed him. And I think when you talk about the stipulations that was announced by Ryan Garcia in this fight about the catch rate and the um, rehydration clause that I saw as well, I'm saying to myself, Tank's team is trying to literally hinder Ryan Garcia. That's the vibe that I got. 
And I think Oscar De La Hoya is nervous that not only is this fight up, is this fight, you know, a 50-50 fight or 60-40, however you look at it, but you're going into this fight on a long layoff. You have it for the nine months. You're shedding weight, and you got this rehydration clause in your contract. It could be a disadvantage for Ryan Garcia. So even though I saw confidence, and I think we need to – those people who say Ryan Garcia did not want this fight need to apologize on this mic immediately. Okay, I'm not saying anybody here, but go on a podcast. If y'all was talking on the podcast, go on your mic and apologize because he overcame every stipulation. We heard about the rematch clause. How the hell uh, a fighter loses and he's the A side in the rematch clause? So when I look at that, and when I look at the you know him fighting at the catch weight, when I look at all that, Ryan Garcia really want this fight to be made. And that's my biggest takeaway. He wanted this fight as much as anybody did here. No tune-up fight. Tank took a tune-up fight. So we need to stop, you know, spreading lies on Ryan Garcia's name. Oh, he's just a, a clown on social media who all the girls like. And he's just this, you know, almost mini version of, of Jake Paul. Or bigger version of Jake Paul, whatever. A boxing Jake Paul. No, he's more than that. He wants to fight. And we have to see what happens when they fight. What was the um the question you said you wanted to pose after? Oh, yeah, the question. So, basically, does Tank's team, with everything I just said, and all the contract stipulations, does that signal fear on the camp side? I'm not saying Tank is fearful, but on Tank's side? Or is it promoters being greedy and a psychological war going on? Uh, personally, I think it's uh, greedy. I think I think it's a greedy uh, aspect because, like I stated, both um, fighters are very talented. We're dealing with two talented individual fighters right now. Uh, these two guys have shown, have showcased their talents on multiple fortitudes of fight, so they know that at any given moment something can happen. We always talk about styles make fights. Right now, these are two styles that I, I, um, idealistically, um, when we see them both fight, these are the two kind of fighters that they have problems with. Ryan Garcia with power. Uh, Javante Davis against volume. I think the last uh, fighter that Javante Davis fought that that gave him that throws a lot of punches was Leo Santa Cruz, and he was throwing a lot of jabs and throwing a lot of flurries of combos and punches. Um, you know, but you know, uh, uh, Davis knocked him out. So I think you know th this is some of the situation where the tank, the Davis side, they're like, all right, yo, if, even if we do lose this fight for whatever reason, we want to be a side regardless. You know, and I don't think it's fearful. That I think that's just trying to. Show that like they're trying to show their they're putting their foot down the ego. like they did it's the ego thing ego driven and like both fighters have you know when you win you're the a side that's just how it goes it's not a, oh yeah you're gonna be a side even if you lose that no one's gonna agree to that and that's that's a weird stipulation to have um and it's weird that the, the team automatically thought of that you know that's just like what are you even talking about that's a joke it's lat like no one no one takes you seriously in that regard so I say all of that to say ego driven. I think the Davis team, they're living off the high right now that, that Tank Davis is dominating guys left and right. And then they're focused on him dominating this fight again as well. Um, but that's that's all it is. Ego. They, they want the most money possible and they want to continue being the A side to continue making that top dollar. And, and before you answer that, right, because feel free to answer that if you want. If not, I got another question for you. When you talk about weight manipulation, it's been going on in boxing for some time now. Right. When you shed pounds and you move up and you move down, it creates, in my honest opinion, disadvantages. Right. Do you think Ryan Garcia shedding a couple pounds and not fighting, 
you know, you're talking about nine months where Ryan, um, where Tank, he fought recently. Do you think Ryan Garcia is set up to have success against Tank Davis in this upcoming fight, April 22nd? Um, well, I said, you know, when he first decided to cancel uh, that last fight, I, I thought he was bugging um, for doing it. I thought he should have took that fight and, um, you know, just, just kept the wheels uh, wheels rolling. Um, I, I did think that was a, that was a bad decision. I think it is going to cost him uh, in this fight. Um, but again, even if even if that wasn't the case, I, I still would have Javante Davis uh, beating beating Ryan Garcia. You know, you, you said uh, Brian is Tank's best opponent, but Tank is Ryan's best opponent too by far. So you know that kind of cancels each other out. But I just think you know. I think it's, it's gonna it's, it's gonna be over for that boy. Real quick, I do have a breaking news. Uh, I said it before, I'm gonna just say it again. Devin Haney, uh, Lomachenko confirmed May 20th is their fight date. May 20th, so literally less than a month after the Garcia and Davis, so we may actually see a fight or at least a face off sooner than later once that yeah. Haney Lomachenko fight might be and next. So that's gonna be interesting. And also, Tyson Ferry and Alexander Usyk. Are closing in on a deal for April 29th, which is a week after I'm um, tanking and Garcia. So they are closing in on a deal. So for those of y'all naysayers who saying boxing is dead, boxing got a heartbeat right now. Okay, this is going down. Listen, man, we got to be excited as boxing fans because think about it. There are some people that went to the grave. We lost a lot of people this year, man. Don't get me in my philosophical mode. Salute, man. Salute to all the people who died this year that really have not got to see the boxing fights that they want to see. Okay, and they left this earth not seeing these fights. I pray to God that I live to see these fights happen, okay? Because I want to see it happen. Now, I'm going to leave it at that. We're going to go to halftime here. It's Sean Michelle's in the building. Oh, yeah. It's going down. Keep it locked.